I think in talking about all of these actors, we can agree that they are what make up the Murphyverse. You know, I would argue that that Sarah Paulson and Darren Chris are Jupiter and Earth. <laughs> and <laughs> Interesting then, planets to choose. <laughs> and then we a got- gas giant and a rock. <laughs> I'm Libby. And I'm Ellie. And this is Into the Murphyverse, a podcast where we dive into the TV made by one of the most powerful, most successful, most ambitious men in modern television, Ryan Murphy. If you've ever seen Glee, American Horror Story, Pose, Scream Queens, American Crime Story, The People vs. OJ, The Politician, Hollywood, Ratchet, this show is for you. Today we're talking about job security. We've noticed Ryan Murphy tends to work with the same people over and over and over again, be it creators, directors, producers, cast, crew. There are a lot of the same names. (laughs) Sarah Paulson. What's behind these years-long partnerships? And who are these people we're seeing time and time again? We'll be talking about all of that. But first, if you'd be so kind as to give us a like or a rating wherever you listen to podcasts, that would be great. All right, let's dive into the Murphyverse. So we're talking about job security in this episode. So what exactly do we mean by this? Well, Ryan Murphy is notorious or maybe just famous for working with the same people over and over again. And most people see that as um, the cast because that's who's most visible to everyone watching his shows. But that's also true with his crew and his writers and producers And all of those people, he just tends to work with the same people over and over again. Right. And, you know, you see some people um, doing the same kind of thing. Um, You know, I think about the creators and producers of The Office and Parks and Rec, how Rashida Jones was in both of those and that kind of thing. But those are sometimes more like one-offs. But Ryan Murphy really for years and years and years will work with the same exact people. Right off the bat, (laughs) the one person I always think of is Sarah Paulson. Of course. So what did you star in first? Well, I know we said in the last episode that we were against using IMDb, but IMDb has informed me that she had a small role on one episode of Nip Tuck, which is a show that neither of us have seen. Um, But that's very interesting that Ryan Murphy's first major project was also involving Sarah Paulson, who's one of his most stable actresses. Yeah. And she, you, I mean, everybody probably knows her from American Horror Story, um, American Crime Story, The People versus OJ. Um, she won an Emmy for her role as Marsha yes. in that one. Yes. And wore in that incredible green dress. Mm-hmm. Um, she also was in the series that came out last year, Ratchet, which is the... Uh, origin story of Nurse Ratched from the one that flew over the cuckoo's nest it's sort of a modern day psychological thriller sort of show um and so we've seen her in a lot of Ryan Murphy shows and not kind of as you know just a side character like always as a pretty pretty main character yeah I think Sarah Paulson I think there's a similar threads through um many of Sarah Paulson's roles with Ryan Murphy also Um, I think often she plays a very strong but emotional character who sort of um, 
is a bit of an underdog. Like Nurse Ratchet becomes a very strong villain, but she has a struggle to sort of get there. Uh, Marsha Clark, same thing, you know, a lot of emotional turmoil, but at the same time, a very, um, someone who's trying to be very strong and taken very seriously. Um, oh, many of her American Horror Story characters like Cordelia, you know, the she eventually becomes Coven leader. Um, well, the Supreme, I'm sorry for calling it Coven leader. The <laughs> AHS stands are really going to come after me. She is the Supreme, but she has to deal with her toxic mother, Jessica Lang. Um, even she plays Allie, who is being horribly, horribly gaslit. Um, truly worse than anything anyone could ever imagine, uh, making her think she's going crazy by seeing clowns everywhere, um, an AHS cult, and then she kills her wife for gaslighting her like that. So, and then becomes a leader of a different cult. Now that I think about it, um, so is cult leader season. is yeah. cult leader her go-to then? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe yeah. that's a stretch. Maybe that's two of them. But yeah, just um, people who sort of like come up from behind and take it on, I guess. I like that. I see that. I have to And admit, someone who cries a lot, very strangely, as people on TikTok have noticed. Definitely. I have to admit, maybe t- maybe episode two is too early to admit this, but I've only ever seen like three episodes of American Horror Story. So don't come after me. I can't really talk about that as much. But that's okay. But I do see that for sure with my favorite role she's ever had as Marsha Clark in American Crime Story. Um, You know, I think it's episode six, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That's all about her and kind of her, um, you know, very stone cold and strong exterior and, you know, how she has to deal with sexism and, um, you know, everything that comes with being the only female lawyer in the room. and yeah, that episode's really great. And I'm sure one of the reasons that she got that Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. I've watched enough AHS for the both of us and I haven't even seen all the seasons. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and I know a lot of people have asked Sarah Paulson if she is Ryan Murphy's muse. And he and her both say that they're more of creative partners, that it would be sort of offensive to her to call her his muse when they work together and I think most people think of Jessica Lange as more of his muse and I think he said that before Hmm. transition into her okay yeah Jessica Lange has also been in a lot of Ryan Murphy shows American Horror Story um The Politician which I was a big fan of she plays Infinity's grandmother um and you know infinity's the high school girl whose grandmother convinces her she has cancer it's a whole munchausen by proxy thing um think about you know gypsy rose classic example of munchausen by proxy um and jessica lang is kind of this strange kind of creepy grandmother who is obsessing over her granddaughter and wears really big sunglasses and makes a show of a lot of things. Um, Just to interject. Yeah. Two things. She has a habit of playing toxic mother figures, like in Coven, American Horror Story Coven. And also 
doesn't the uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard miniseries seem like it might have been created by Ryan Murphy? It really does. The act? It wasn't. Yeah, the act. But <laughs> it could have been. Just throwing I think that it, out there. <laughs> yeah. If it had been a Ryan Murphy show, I think the colors would have been a little brighter yeah. and maybe not as much like dark. There would have right. been, it would have been interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Lang is also in a series called Feud, which I have never seen. I was going to try and watch a little bit of it before we recorded this, but did not have the chance. But it is a docudrama TV miniseries um, that aired on FX in 2017. And it was going to be an anthology series similar to American Crime Story. Um, But its first and only season chronicled the, the rivalry between Hollywood actresses Joan Crawford and Betty Davis and Jessica Lange played Joan Crawford Susan Sarandon played Betty Davis and Stanley Tucci was in it and Kathy Bates pretty interesting yeah old Hollywood actresses is another common thread in Ryan Murphy's projects for (laughs) sure really not only going over cast here but also just themes in general another Ryan Murphy regular Um, who seems to play very similar characters in a lot of his projects, is Finn Whitrock, who has been in AHS for multiple seasons. Um, He played Dandy Mott in Freak Show, Rudolph Valentino in Hotel, Jether Polk the Cannibal in Roanoke. Not the best season, but we'll get into Mm -hmm. that later. Um, Bobby Richter in 1984, and he has been confirmed for season 10, whatever that may be. Um, and I, what I notice in a lot of those characters and his character in Ratchet um, as the uh, murderous Edmund Tullison is he seems to be someone who like comes from privilege and turns very uh, evil and murderous. He's sort of like the unassuming, well-bred white guy who is just so creepy and evil because of his unassuming nature. Um, and I think that's something that Ryan Murphy has really pinned down and used him for a lot. And yeah. He's good at it. I definitely see that with his role as Edmund in Ratchet. I mean, mm-hmm. that totally freaked me out. And he has that kind of like weird, weird face where he can be very like smiley, but also yeah. looking at the same time. It's very sinister like, smile. Yeah, it works really well for him. I know that another actor who Ryan Murphy has worked with arguably from the beginning, from our beginning, let's say, is Darren Chris. Yay! Um, <laughs> Finally Yay. get to Darren Chris. Yay, Darren Chris. Yay, Darren. <laughs> we know him best as Blaine Anderson in Glee. Um, he played Andrew Cunanan, the murderer of Gianni Versace and the assassination of Gianni Versace, the American Crime Story season two. Um, and this show was built to be all about Gianni Versace. And then surprise, surprise, it was all about Darren Chris. All about Darren. He was also in Hollywood, but in Hollywood, he wasn't gay. Wow. I wonder why that was. Can you explain why that was? Um, Darren Chris said, hey, yo, Ryan Murphy, you keep casting me as a gay dude. But in reality, I'm not gay. So I'm not going to play a gay guy anymore. And Ryan Murphy said, Oh, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Those are his exact words, actually. Yeah, I read the transcript. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, at one point he was like, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell the stories of people that I don't represent. So there you go. Um, Good for him. 
Yeah, good for him. But that really threw a wrench in the plans of Ryan Murphy, I bet, because that's all he had been playing for him. Exactly. And he played it well. You know, he had that gelled hair down. Yeah. And glee. He had the... I'll just stop there. (laughs) (laughs) He played it well. So that begs the question, will we see any more of Darren Chris? Is Ryan Murphy going to keep writing straight roles for him? Or does he not have the capability to do that? (laughs) Time will tell. (laughs) So we covered a lot of the actors that Ryan Murphy has cast, you know, many, 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 many times. But there are also some actors that we've seen just a couple times, but it's also worth noting because, you know, sometimes you'll be on Netflix, you'll be watching a show, you'll find out it's a Ryan Murphy show, of course, as a half of them are. And you'll be like, wait, I've seen this guy in that other show. It turns out that other show is also a Ryan Murphy show. Um, I love making those connections. And I think of right off the bat, I think of David Cornsweet, who played River in The Politician. Um, And then, you know, maybe months later, Hollywood came out and we saw him as Jack Costello in Hollywood. And the iconic, the one and only Jonathan Groff. King, um, literal king. Played Jesse St. James from Vocal Adrenaline, the best rival Glee club ever in Glee, of course. And also played Craig Donner in The Normal Heart, the 2014 movie, which I have not seen, but it's based off of Larry Kramer's play from the 80s. That's also on my list to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's also been in many other iconic roles, but not as many of them are Brian Murphy, so we can't talk about them. <laughs> We have Matt Bomer, who has, you know, played many, many characters over the years. But as far as Brian Murphy productions go, he was in Boys in the Band and also in The Normal Heart. Also in Boys in the Band and The Normal Heart, plus a bonus of Hollywood is Jim Parsons. We got Evan Peters in Pose and American Horror Story. Emma Roberts in American Horror Story and Scream Queens. Billy Porter in Pose and American Horror Story. Dylan McDermott in The Politician in AHS. We got Gwyneth Paltrow, Goop Lady in Glee as Holly Hollywood. Best character of her. I said Holly Hollywood, but I meant Holly Holiday. (laughs) (laughs) She's not related. No relation to Paula Hollywood. (laughs) No relation. (laughs) Um, And she's also in The Politician as Ben Platt's mother. And of course, we cannot forget the infamous Leah Michelle of Glee and Scream Queens, which I think a lot of people forget about. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just because I've never seen Scream Queens. You know, that's, I tried to watch it. I could not get into it. I think it kind of fit the time in which it came out in like 2015. Um, seems a little too precious for today, but you know, love the idea, I guess. I think it's interesting how last time we sort of hypothesized that Ryan Murphy learned a lesson from the toxicity of Glee and had such a stable cast of characters and crew and writers and producers because of that poor working environment. And then, but that Leah Michelle hire for Scream Queen sort of throws a wrench into that hypothesis. Maybe that's why Scream Queens only lasted two seasons. Yeah, I feel like for some reason its cultural impact seems like it's more than two seasons. That's true. I don't know why. I have I don't even know what it's about. So <laughs> maybe it's, it's about not. all these queens that just are screaming all the time. Yeah. It's like it's like Ratchet in that it's sort of a weird 
season of American Horror Story that's not really an American Horror Story, but feels like maybe it should be. That's kind of the sense that I get from Feud in regards to Hollywood. It's kind of this old Hollywood story that is very dramatic and kind of wrapped up in the lives of these actors. And that's kind of what Hollywood is all about. So it's like sometimes Ryan Murphy tests out these storylines and they don't quite work. And then he revisits them later. Well, you were mentioning to me before we started recording about a feud between FX and Netflix regarding some sort of offshoot um, of American Crime Story, right? Yeah, there was supposed to be this uh, season, I guess, of American Crime Story um, that was in the works that was about Hurricane Katrina and the, you know, things that went wrong in terms of corruption in the city of New Orleans um, during and after Katrina, which seems like a really difficult topic to kind of create a story out of for Netflix, you know, yeah, 47 like minute character. Or yeah. Like yeah. Who's the central character. Um, that seems like a lot. Maybe that's why we never saw it, but also seems interesting. I'd like to see that someday, whether it works or not. Yeah. It's interesting how he'll just grab onto a topic and run with it for as many <laughs> series and seasons as people allow the network allows him to do. Oh my god, oh my god, Now we head into the Sarah Paulson Corner, which is a segment of our podcast where we discuss all things Sarah Paulson. Now you might be thinking, we've already talked a lot about Sarah Paulson. What more could possibly be said? And the answer to that is a lot more. We can always talk more about Sarah Paulson. More, more, more! more. (laughs) She's one of our favorite topics of conversation. So for this Sarah Paulson Corner... We want to discuss her feelings about constantly working with Ryan Murphy and why she keeps doing it. Because in my mind, she has such amazing range. She's one of the best actresses of our time, even though she says that Cher is the best actress (laughs) actress of our time. (laughs) She's a close second. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm about to do some more paraphrasing of Sarah Paulson quotes that aren't cited because I couldn't find the citations, but I'm just going to ask you to trust me on this one. (laughs) I swore I heard it somewhere. (laughs) Um, Someone asked when she'll do a project that isn't Ryan Murphy, a little bit of a critical question, I guess. And she said, when I'm offered an interesting role, I will take that role. And it sort of struck me that, yeah, Sarah Paulson is a middle-aged actress um, who maybe isn't, you know, conventionally Hollywood beauty attractive and so there probably just aren't a lot of leading roles for her but Ryan Murphy I mean he's famous for having such diverse casts in like um race gender sexuality um ability even so it makes sense that he would provide roles that are way more interesting than other networks might come up with um And so that gave me a lot more respect for Ryan Murphy, I think, that um, he's able to employ such a great actress like Sarah Paulson when other producers might not. Absolutely. I think about what I've seen Sarah Paulson in that wasn't a Ryan Murphy production. And I think there's only one thing I can think of, and it's that indie movie Blue Jay that's all in black and white and really only has two characters, Sarah Paulson and Mark Duplass. And I mean... I would say it's a good movie. Maybe not like, well, amazing. Uh, Definitely good. Maybe not a totally unique role. Yeah, I mean, she 
works with Ryan Murphy a lot because he does provide great roles and um, pretty good representation compared to a lot of networks, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other roles I've seen her in. Um, And I think Run is another big one that's not Ryan Murphy. Um, I think people liked her in The Goldfinch, even though her character wasn't super big. And I guess Bird Box too, although her character quickly died, which was disappointing. Um, Ocean's Eight. That Ocean's might as Eight. that might as well have been a Ryan Murphy, yeah, uh, movie. Uh, you know, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about all of these things, they're very Ryan Murphy esque in that <laughs> it's like horror, Munchausen by proxy, um, girl boss. <laughs> Horror, Munchausen by proxy, girl boss. I mean, Those that's are the three things that, that could describe series. That could describe the politician. It could describe Glee, American Horror Story. Truly, like you could describe any of his shows like that. I think this maybe podcast, not so much Munch and Munchausen by proxy, but maybe. I think I think this is the end of the whole podcast. No yeah, more episodes. Figured out his formula. <laughs> we we should write a Ryan Murphy show. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we should make like like a bot create a Ryan Murphy show yeah. by feeding it scripts. <laughs> I have two friends who are comp sci majors. I should get them to do that. <laughs> That'd be great. This has been the Sarah Paulson Corner. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we don't want to give all the attention to just the cast, so we are going to mention a writer as well, and that is Ian Brennan. And what I know him best from, or the projects that I know that he uh, wrote almost every episode for are Ratchet and Hollywood, which are, to be honest, two projects that where I have a lot of problems with the writing. Um, but I watched them regardless, and I would watch the second season of either of them. So I can't be too critical. He also, I just learned he also wrote a lot of Glee and a lot of Scream Queens, which I think is interesting because they seem like very different projects for one writer. Um, So it's interesting that Ryan Murphy retained him for all of those projects. Absolutely. I'll throw another name out there, Brad Falchuk. Um, He has worked with Ryan Murphy on Glee, on Pose, American Horror Story, Scream Queens. He was a writer and executive producer for Nip Tuck back in the day. And he is married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Ms. Goop herself. Really? So maybe wow. that, that has something to do. Holly Holiday. So maybe <laughs> the takeaway is that we shouldn't just be blame, blaming Ryan Murphy for all of this, but we will. We still will. Yeah. That's how we do. I think in talking about all of these actors that have been on two, three, four of Ryan Murphy's shows, um, we can agree that they are full parts of the Murphyverse. They are what make up the Murphyverse. You know, I would argue that that Sarah Paulson and Darren Chris are Jupiter and Earth. <laughs> and Interesting then, planets to choose. <laughs> and then we a got, gas giant and a rock. <laughs> hey, that's who they are. We got Jessica Lange as the sun. Absolutely. Everything hmm, revolves I, around her. I sort of thought that Ryan Murphy was the son in this metaphor, <laughs> but maybe he's just like God. Cool. <laughs> he's the Big Bang. 
he created that's good he created the universe yeah and then we got finn whitrock who maybe he's saturn we got evan peters who's like like neptune or something i don't mm-hmm. know okay that's i fully played that out <laughs> <laughs> we're ignoring the level of like galaxy here <laughs> yeah. don't think about it Mm-mm. clusters no so as a fun final little segment we would like to talk about some Murphyverse crossovers that we would love to see. First of all, I would love to see Sarah Paulson's Marsha Clark join the AHS Coven. I think she could have a fun little battle with Cordelia um, for the leader, for the position of Supreme. That might be interesting. I, for one, think Ryan Murphy hasn't delved into the world of documentary or docuseries enough. Now, I I know that we just heard about um, the docuseries coming to Netflix by him called Pray Away about conversion therapy. Um, but I would like to see a little bit different of a, of a docuseries, maybe a vlog series where it's a day in the life of Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor. <laughs> Do we really need Ryan Murphy as part of this? No. But if anybody was going to be spearheading this project, given the money to fund this, it would be him. And it would not be complete without Winnie the dog making many cameos. Absolutely. And as we saw over the course of the pandemic, um, Sarah Paulson could have some great vlog content because her Instagram lives were truly iconic. She had some amazing one-liners and I just think that would play really well with the masses. (laughs) Something that I would personally love to see more than the second coming itself is an AHS glee club where it's just the glee club being terrorized by whatever villains Ryan Murphy decides to throw in there. (laughs) I don't care if it's like return villains, like the scary clown or dandy or what it's a villain from not freak show, Sarah Paulson's wife. I forget her name. Sorry. From cult. Um, Any of those villains, I would just love to see them just terrorizing the glee club i think that'd be really funny um what if you had sarah paulson's character when she has two heads what's her name again oh yeah dot and something else they're not villains okay but it would sort of be funny to see and then everybody had two heads that would be nice rachel berry with two heads and i just think two heads (laughs) horrifying rachel berry with two heads is just duets that's all (laughs) But I think filmed in the style of Glee would make it even funnier instead of filmed in the style of American Horror Story. Um, It would just be hilarious. So I think we could see that. I think we could. Just some some one-time Murphy hires that we are dying to see inducted fully into the Murphyverse, which means just appearing in more series. Those are MJ Rodriguez of Pose, recently nominated for an Emmy, which is very fun to see. Cynthia Nixon in Ratched. Incredible. Holland Taylor, of course. She had a part in Hollywood, but we need to see more of her, obviously. Absolutely. And Jane Lynch. Of course. She, you know, she shined as Sue Sylvester. We haven't really seen her in the Murphyverse since, um, so we definitely, we want more of her. Yeah, definitely. That would be so much fun, especially with maybe a bit more of a dramatic role, even if it's still comedic, would love to see that. So I think we, we can't wait to see how the Murphyverse evolves over the years. You know, 
we keep getting new series on Netflix. Um, we don't think the end of the Murphy verse is coming anytime soon. So it'll be really interesting to see which actors tend to make cameos and take roles again and again. Right. And as we get more and more information about season 10 of American Horror Story, it'll be fun to see if there are any faces from his other projects that pop up, as is the case pretty often with new AHS seasons. Um, so it'll just be a lot of fun to see how the universe evolves and grows over time. Who drops out? Who comes in? Who knows? Anything could happen. It's like fantasy football. What do you know about fantasy football? Almost nothing. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Into the Murphyverse. If you enjoyed this episode, please do give us a follow or a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time where we'll be talking about LGBTQ plus representation in Ryan Murphy's series, the good, the bad, the ugly, the Kurt Hummel. Bye.